Today on Awaken to Grace, we are in part three of a sermon entitled, Do Not Harden Your Heart. I'm Chad Roberts. I'm your Bible teacher as we're walking through the book of Hebrews in this great series called An Anchor for the Soul. You know, this is the 16th sermon so far through the book of Hebrews, 16 sessions as we are taking our time and understanding each uh, scripture just line upon line, precept upon precept. Well, today we're talking about the heart. We're talking how the Bible says if we are not careful, if we're not guarding our heart, that we can stray from the Lord with our heart. The Bible says that we can have a heart of unbelief. And do you know what the root cause of all of this is? Well, the scripture identifies it as the deceitfulness of sin. Well, friends, you and I have to be so careful. You know, we cannot coast in our faith. The danger is that you and I would be so casual, so preoccupied, so busy that our faith just becomes this little compartment as part of our life. And the danger is that we coast. And as we coast, unbelief creeps into our lives. Well, we want to guard you against that. Scripture guards us against this danger. And we're going to understand that in today's sermon. Did you know that each week I send out an encouraging email straight to people's inboxes? If you would love to receive a devotion personally from me each week, I would love for you to join my growing community. You know, right now, nearly 50,000 people receive my devotions each week. And if you are someone you would love to receive God's word, you would love to get a word of encouragement straight to your inbox each week. Well, go to my website, awakenedtograce.com. There you can submit your email address. It's completely free and you will be uplifted and encouraged each and every week directly from me. Well, today is part three. It's the conclusion of this sermon called Do Not Harden Your Heart. One day I just sat down with this sister and I said, tell me what you think it means for you to be saved. And she said, okay. She said, well, she said, I remember and I prayed this and I said that and I don't know if I, and, and I don't know if I did that. And I, and I stopped her and I said, sister, listen, listen how many times you just said I. Could that be that your salvation, the result of it, is really all you? Or is it really all Jesus? And I had eyesight back then, and I saw it in her eyes. I saw the light bulb come on. And she got victory that day because she realized, no, it's what Jesus has done more so than what I have done. Do we have a responsibility? Yes. And we're going to see that. Don't harden your heart. But God is the author. God is the finisher of our faith. So let, let me move ahead. Somebody give me a time check. What time is it? 11.40. Oh, good. I got another, what did you say, two hours maybe? Was that, does that feel about right? I'm kidding. Now, now think with me. What is the sure fire way to know that you're born again? Well, Jesus told us. 
If you are a sheep, not a goat, that's the distinction in scripture. You're either a sheep or you're a goat. Goats are lost, sheep are saved. How do you know you are a sheep today? Two qualifiers. Number one, God's sheep hear his voice. Do you ever hear the voice of God? Now, some of you are panicking inside right now because you're going, I don't think so. I've never heard an audible voice. I've never been woken up in the middle of the night. I, I don't know. Okay. Let me tell you where you hear the voice of God. You hear it in his word. That's where you hear it. What did Peter say? He said, we have a more sure word. And it's the scriptures. God speaks through his word. What have we learned in the Hebrew series? God is always speaking. The question is, are we listening? Do you ever hear the voice of God? Do you ever feel conviction over sin? Do you ever feel guided by the Holy Spirit? Do you ever have an intuition that God is saying something to you? Do you hear God's voice? And it comes in many different ways. It comes in many different forms. There are times that I'll hear someone sharing in a conversation and I can sense in what they're saying, God is speaking something to me in what they're saying. And God's saying, pay attention, listen, I'm saying something to you right now. There are times I hear preaching and I know God speaking to me. There are times I'm listening to the scriptures and I know God is sharing right there, right then, that word is for me. There are certain songs that God speaks to me through. God speaks to my spirit. He speaks to my heart. I know his voice. Now, many of you have a testimony where you once surrendered to Christ, but then you got way out in the weeds. Boy, we had such a great deacons meeting this morning, and many of our deacons were talking about how far off track their lives got and how they came to Christ maybe in their youth, but then they lived wretched lives and sinful lives. But what happened? God was always drawing them. God was always pursuing them. Let me tell you, there's some of you listening right now. I know it by the Holy Spirit. You're not right with God today, but something always draws you back. What is that? You're a sheep. You hear his voice. God is not letting you alone. And what would the Holy Spirit say to you today? If you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. How else do you know you're a sheep? Well, number one, do you hear God's voice? Does God speak to you? Does he draw you? Does he guide you? Is he trying to speak to you? What a precious thing it is to sense the voice of God. And that doesn't mean, don't let Satan tell you that you're going to hear some crazy audible voice. That, no, you'd be crazy. And God, quite frankly, doesn't want to talk to you in an audible voice. Do you know why? Because we walk by faith and not by sight. What faith would it be for God to talk to you in an audible voice? That don't mean he can't. 
He's God. He could do anything he wants to do. But don't go looking for that. Not when the scriptures say, Peter, who did hear God's audible voice on the Mount of Transfiguration, Peter, who did hear it for himself, Peter said, we have a more sure word. And it's the scriptures. Because that's how God talks to humanity. Am I making any sense today? All right. I can't see your faces. You know, I don't know if we're getting it right. So what's the other surefire way? Well, we know because we hear his voice. And number two, here it is. We follow him. Let me tell you something. If your life continuously, habitually follows the path of sin, you very well may not be born again today. Very well may not be. But if you hear that conviction, you hear that wooing, you hear that drawing, you sense God drawing you to himself. Well, here's where the rubber meets the road. You're his sheep if you follow him. So the question is, are you following your own path today? Are you following the course of this world, the scriptures say? Or are you following Christ? That's how you know if you're God's sheep. You hear his voice and you follow Christ. Now, he says, if you hear his voice. Now, what does he mean per se by voice? It's a precious thing to hear God. It's a precious thing to sense the Holy Spirit working in your life. That's a precious thing. And remember what he said in verse one, consider Jesus. What do we say that word consider means? It's more than a quick glance. That's all this culture does. It just glances at Christ. It just glances at the things of God. No, do you know what true believers do? We consider Jesus. It means to think thoroughly. It means to examine carefully the lordship of Jesus. If you hear his voice, now here's the instruction. Harden not your heart. Now, let me, we're gonna land the plane with this. Trays up in their upright positions. We're gonna, we're gonna begin our descent. Now say amen if you're with me right now. Because here's the danger of a sermon like this. The majority of people listening to a sermon like this walk away going, you know, I really need to clean up my act. I really need to get my life together. I really need to change this and I need to change that and I need to get right with God on this and I need to quit this and I need to begin this. And most people hear a sermon like this today and they go straight for behavior. That would be a mistake today. Because if you go straight to the behaviors of your life, you miss the entire point of the text. Walk through the text with me for a moment. Now, look at verse 7. <clears throat> this is a work of the Holy Spirit, okay? He's active in you right now. He's speaking to you right now. If the Holy Spirit says, if you hear his voice, okay, here's the instruction. Harden not your heart. 
Now, next week, we're going to examine how Israel hardened their hearts. And I want you to look at verse number 10, because here's what they did. They went astray in their heart. Do you see that? It was not their behaviors. It was their heart. They did not know the ways of the Lord and they went astray in their heart. Now you come down to verse number 12 and what's verse number 12 say? Take care. Who? Brothers. Oh, what do we say? Who's the audience? Christians. Take care, you sheep. Take care, you brothers, you who are holy, you with an effectual calling, you with a heavenly calling. Don't coast on God. Don't have a casual faith. Don't take Jesus lightly. Don't let him be a glance throughout your week. No, consider Jesus. Be diligent about your faith. Be diligent about your heart. Note what he says. Lest there be in any of you an evil, an unbelieving heart. So here is my question today. Can someone truly lose their salvation? Now, brothers and sisters, you're welcome to interpret Scripture however you interpret Scripture. I'm not asking you to believe exactly as I believe. I'm not a cookie-cutter person. You don't have to agree with me on everything. That doesn't offend me. You've heard the joke. You know why eternity is so long? Because it's going to take that long for God to straighten out all the denominations and all the preachers and everybody who don't think alike. I don't mind people not thinking like I think. I always say if two people think exactly alike, then one of them isn't thinking for themselves. It doesn't offend me. But as a pastor, as a shepherd, I do want to tell you my interpretation of the whole counsel of God. <clears throat> if I believed that I willfully walked to Jesus and I willfully accepted Jesus and I willfully embraced light over darkness then I would say, yes, it probably does make sense that one could then willfully reject and willfully walk away. But I do not believe that's the entirety of the counsel of God's word. Why? Because in my view, and you're free to disagree, but in my view, this is what happened in salvation. Before the foundations of the world were ever laid, I was in Jesus Christ. You were in Jesus Christ. Amen. I was saved in eternity past. I am saved through sanctification in eternity present. And I will be saved in eternity future in glorification. My salvation beginning to end. Author finisher is Jesus Christ, not myself. He's the shepherd. I am the sheep. And you say, but Chad, what if the sheep gets out of the fold? Oh, 
Then the shepherd leaves the 99 and he goes after him. Amen. He will not lose one out of his hand. No one can pluck us from the hand of God. Now, let me challenge you, my brothers and sisters who believe you can fall from grace. Let me challenge you for a moment with this. Okay. Let me just challenge your thinking in this. Paul, who in my view, championed eternal security in Romans chapter 8, greatly feared that he would be disqualified and lose his inheritance. Now think about that. So what's the balance? I think what that means is Paul realized no, my salvation's not in me. My salvation is A to Z in God, but I am at risk of losing my reward. I am at risk at losing my inheritance. I am at risk in disqualifying me from the rewards of what Scripture teaches. Do you see what I'm saying? That's why I think it's so dangerous, our brothers and sisters who are once saved, always saved. Because then the danger is live however you want to live. No. But I think it's equally dangerous to believe that you saved yourself. You didn't. Therefore, you cannot unsave yourself. My children were not born of themselves. They are born of me and their mother. They are my children. And nothing they ever do will ever be able to change nor nullify that. They will forever be mine. And so you are your fathers. Now, so how do you know you're truly born again? Well, you hear his voice, you follow him. Can a Christian harden their heart? The biblical answer is absolutely. That's why, brothers and sisters, you cannot coast in your faith. You have to consider Jesus. You have to put him in the forefront. You have to pursue Christ. You have to grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus, or else you will harden your heart. And how do you harden your heart? Verse 13 answers that question. Through the deceitfulness of sin. Through the deceitfulness of sin. You know what I had to learn as a young believer? I can remember one time, and I'm going to begin to close with this. I can remember one time being a very young pastor. I was in my very early 20s. <clears throat> and someone asked me this question about what I thought about R-rated movies and, you know, just, you know, things like that. And I remember in my youth, I said, well, you know, some things convict me and some things don't. And I think, you know, if you're convicted about it, fine. If you're not convicted about it, well, you know, whatever. Not everything convicts me. Was that a good and a healthy statement? To me, now that I'm wiser in the scriptures, Christians are, we are the world's worse at saying, 
Does the Bible say yes or does it say no? Do I have permission or do I not have permission? And how close to the edge can I get? You know what I've learned in my years? I've learned that the wrong question is to ask, is it right or is it wrong for me to do this or feel this way or be this way, whatever, fill in the blank. The wrong question is, is it right or wrong? The right question is, is it wise and is it godly? That's the right question. The wrong question is, does the Bible say yes or no? Because then you get into you can justify or not justify whatever you want. Cherry pick it to death. The right question is, does this glorify God and is it healthy for me? If I had been wiser in my youth, I would have understood that you could take someone who is, you know, fairly healthy and, well, they could eat a dozen donuts every single morning for breakfast. And they could say, well, I don't feel convicted about that. Well, that don't change what it's doing to your vascular system. Right? So for us as Christians to say, I don't feel wrong about this. That doesn't mean it's not unhealthy for your soul. That doesn't mean you're not doing great damage to yourself. Now say amen if you're with me. So what you and I have to do as believers is we have to ask ourselves this question. Do we believe there is deceitfulness in sin? Do we believe that there is a hook in the bait? So I encourage you, brothers and sisters, don't let the standard of your personal life be, well, I don't feel convicted about it or I do, or it doesn't bother me or it does. Grow beyond that. Let your personal standard be, is it healthy for me as a Christ follower? And if you ask that question better, is this wise and is it healthy? Then you're not gonna get into a tiff for tat. Well, you can't show it to me in the Bible. What does that matter? The point is there is deceitfulness in sin. And it's that deceitfulness that if you and I are not careful, it will harden the heart. Proverbs 4, 23. Maybe it's verse 27. You'll have to fact check me. Let's just say Proverbs 4 in the 20s. It's 23 or 27. Keep your heart How? With all diligence. For out of it flow the issues of life. It's the center. And that's why God would say to us today, his people, his sheep, when you hear the voice of God, why? Because you're a sheep. Don't harden your heart. Don't go astray in your heart. Today, don't go straight to behavior. Go straight to the heart. Our brothers and sisters who would say, well, no, I know people who have lost their salvation. But what about the heart? They may have fallen in their behavior, 
But see, it's a heart issue. Don't go straight for behavior. Go straight for the heart. And when you begin to keep your heart with all diligence, you are not going to be deceived with sin. You're not going to harden your heart. You're going to walk in the ways of the Lord. Amen. Take Awakened to Grace with you on the go. When you download Awakened to Grace on your device, you will have access to hundreds of resources we create all for free. Sermons, music, articles, and more. Download Awakened to Grace wherever you get your favorite apps.